Welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host. I'm super pumped that you're listening. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings where we dive into the real and the raw and the uncomfortable and the messy. This is a place for you to receive wisdom from ladies who have been where we're at and can guide us along this crazy time in our life. I am so glad that you are here. Today on the podcast, I am chatting with Lisa Whittle. Lisa is an author, speaker, and a fellow podcaster. She's talking with us today about forgiveness. I'm excited for you to hear our conversation, so let's get on with it. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hi, going great. Welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thanks. It's good to be on. Why don't you start us off, tell us a little bit about yourself and what life looks like for you these days. Oh, goodness. So where do I, where, where do I even start? Life looks <laughs> crazy for me. Um, I think life looks crazy for everybody, but it, yeah, it's crazy. So I, I'm married, been married for 23 years. Um, so I do That's the awesome. wife thing. I do the mom thing. I have three kids. Um, looks like a lot of laundry, looks like a lot of, uh, dishes, looks like a lot of, not a lot of cooking, but it looks like some cooking. Um, <laughs> It looks like a lot of writing and podcasting. I podcast every day. So there's a lot of that and traveling and speaking. And um, I'm also in a season where I'm, um, my mom is older. So I'm I'm kind of in that caretaker role on both ends. So yeah. I'm kind of a, in a weird season of change, but also in this season of my life and career um, being in a place that it's it experienced a lot of growth. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. My life looks crazy and stretching and, um, and all of the, all of the above right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your kids yeah. are older, right? Like teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are older. Um, I have I actually have one in college, so I'm, I'm parenting an adult, which is weird. Um, cause sometimes, you know, I still feel like I'm, the age of your listeners, which is not possible, but um, <laughs> you but, can be uh, at heart. You totally but can we, be. But we, but we, we would hang out because my kids even say that I'm cool. Sometimes they say that I'm cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're older. And then I have a, I have two boys and a girl. My oldest is in college. My, my middle is a senior in high school. And then I have a sophomore girl. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's busy, man. It's just like, like everybody else, just a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with teenagers, they bring on so many different schedules, right? So Yes, a lot of that. Awesome. Well, I would love uh, to jump in with you to talk about forgiveness today. Um, it's been something that's been requested a lot on the podcast. And so um, would you mind just sharing an example maybe from your life um, when you had to forgive somebody and maybe didn't want to and what that looked like for you? Yeah, forgiveness, man, that's a hard that's a hard but a really important thing to talk about. Um, so glad, I'm glad we're talking about it. I think it's good for me to talk about it because one thing about forgiveness is you don't really ever outgrow the need to talk about it, learn about it, stretch in it. Um, you know, it's I don't know if it's good news or bad news for the listeners, but it's like you don't mature into this place that you're like, okay, now I'm this expert forgiver, right? It's kind of this process that we all go through. But I think probably one big thing that sticks out in my mind is 
forgiving the church and, um, and forgiving my father, because anybody that knows my background knows that my father was a pastor of, um, he was a pastor my whole life, but he was, he pastored a very large church and um, had a very public sort of fall from grace, however you want to call it. Um, in other words, he just, he lost his church over um, this sort of a scandal with the IRS, again, for lack of a better way to say it in this really short snippet of time. And there was, I, I think there was sort of like uh, behavior on both parts of my father and the church that wasn't ideal. And so for me, as someone who didn't cause either thing, right, I had to forgive both parties in a way. Um, forgive my father for some of his behavior that I think led to then the ramifications because so many times um, things happen to us without our permission. And those I think are the hardest things to forgive the things that we didn't cause the things that we wouldn't have chosen, but someone close to us chose for us by their behavior or actions. Um, and so I had to forgive my father and I had to also forgive the church because they didn't behave correctly either. A lot of people yeah. ran away and didn't stick around. And um, it's it's really marked who I am today. I, I, I'm a really loyal person. And I think a lot of that was the good side of what I took away from people who weren't loyal. So I think that instance um, has been a process. So Though in that moment, I, I sort of had to forgive. It wasn't one moment. It was a, ch a series of choices of forgiveness um, to really allow me to operate in health. And so that was a that was a tough situation for me. And um, just coming to the place of I, I went to counseling, uh, uh, especially about my father, to be able to reconcile that because here was someone that I loved so desperately and so deeply, but I was confused by, you know, how could you sort of get us in this mess? And I've got to forgive you for that because now we have to pay the tab for your choices. Mm. That's really hard. And I remember the counselor sitting with me, I was probably 22 years old, and saying to me, you know, you've got to let your father be human. And that was a really important moment for me because I think up to that point, yeah, I knew he was human, but also he was a pastor for me. So he was on this weird pedestal and he was the love of my life because he was the, he was this great bigger than life figure. He was my daddy and I loved him so much and I needed to, to let him be human and let him make mistakes. And so that was a moment. I think in 23 years of marriage, if we didn't forgive each other, we wouldn't still be married. Hmm. Um, and then I have an instance, even in the last year with a friend who I've, I'm still journeying through forgiving her for something um, that I feel that she did to me. And she's never really asked me for it. And so that's kind of a hole there mm -hmm. where it's, she didn't ask me for it, but I still have to do it in order for myself to be okay. And so those are kind of some things that come to mind. Yeah, that one, the last one can be the hardest, I feel like, when it's somebody that maybe they don't even realize uh, what they did to you, or maybe they do, but they're not willing to even say anything to you about it. Um, they're not coming to apologize. They're not coming to do that. And so what does that look like to like walk in forgiveness to actively 
say, you know, it's not a one-time thing, like you said. It is something that you have to make a daily choice. So what does that even look like for somebody who um, maybe the other person is not, they're not uh, giving back, like, any apologies or anything like that to you? Yeah. Well, it looks like a lot of death to self, um, which is hard. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that's why the example in the word about pick up your cross daily and follow me. It's a cross. A cross is heavy. A cross is splintery. A cross is not, you know, it's it's hard. Um, At the same time with Jesus, which is the great juxtaposition and is, is the great divine thing of life, you know, he makes our burdens light. And so I don't understand that, to be honest with you. I, I can't give you the great theology behind that. What I can tell you is it's the great mystery of God that um, picking up our cross is heavy and hard. And yet with Jesus, it's light um, because he carries our burdens. Uh, so I do believe that forgiveness is um, one of the hardest things we'll ever do, but it is one of the most freeing and um, life-giving. And so, you know, I think what it looks like when someone doesn't come to us and ask for it, someone doesn't deserve it, um, when we don't get the justice side of things in that, I think it looks like coming to the place of... um, sort of humility in our own life to remember how much we desperately do need forgiveness ourselves. Um, When we hold people hostage in unforgiveness, I think there's an element of not remembering who we are too, not against them, but against God. You know, this really, Emma, this is an issue with us and God. It, It really is at the end of the day. We don't think it is. It doesn't look like it is. But it is. And um, so, you know, the breach that's going to happen ultimately is going to be between us and God if we don't uh, get it right with uh, with whoever has wronged us, just even in our own heart. Mm-hmm. This side of heaven, we, ne- we may never make it right with that person. Um, but with God, it's super important. And so... I think what it looks like in a very practical sense is if, if that person never comes to us or if, if that never sort of resolves between the two of us, um, although it, do, it does say in the word where it is possible, live peaceably with all men. Um, I do think it's important to take that step of making restitution. If, if, you know, if that's healthy in the sense of, I'm not suggesting you go to an abuser or something like that. I mean, there's nuances of this, but I I do think that it looks like in a practical way, a lot of prayer, you know, praying, literally get on our knees and say, God, forgive me in my own sin and, you know, all of my own need for you to forgive me. Let's let's get our relationship good. That's kind of a first step. Second step is. Lord, help me in this relationship with this person that I need to forgive them, but I don't want to. I don't know how. They don't deserve it. You know, name all the things with God. He's that safe haven to say that. Mm-hmm. And then God, I think third step in that prayer process is God, fill me with, you know, unexplicable love that I don't have 
and openness and also give me some insight maybe into what how they may be hurting because in our human brains we can't go there we can't have that empathy but god can give us that mm-hmm. i've had people that i haven't wanted to love or forgive and god has given me a soft spot for them and i can tell you in and of myself no way i'm too hard to them and so i think it it it, it you know it is a moment that you kind of surrender with God, to God, um, for the greater good of your heart. And that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. I like that you said that there's, if you're having an issue with another person, often you also have to go back and realize that there's something going on with you and God. Um, There's kind of like that flow chart of like God, yourself, and others. There's got to be something. So we have to go back to, well, what do I believe about myself and what do I believe about God in this situation? Because we can be so outwardly focused on what the other person did and how that impacts us. But often there's something in there that we're not believing about God and who he says that we are. So I like that you brought that up. So let's say that there's a situation in which... Uh, that person is continuing to hurt us um, or maybe is unaware of how they hurt us. How do we, how do we walk in forgiveness in that way? Well, I think boundaries are important. So I will say, okay, so forgiveness and boundaries are two different issues. And um, I actually just podcasted about this and I think boundaries are, are, are huge. And I think we need to understand the difference um, in, in the two things. I think that, you know, a continual offender, again, for lack of a better word, and and, and realizing um, we don't really have time in this podcast to talk about abuse. So I don't, you know, I, I want everybody to understand that um, even in abuse, there still needs to be forgiveness in the sense of um, cleaning our heart out, heart issues with God, that doesn't mean that a relationship needs to continue. Certainly if there's abuse there, it does not. Um, certainly there needs to be boundaries. Mm-hmm. If there's ongoing, um, I would say ongoing sort of offense to you that is not abusive in the sense of physical, certainly, or even emotional, but would be sort of, let's just say it's friendship issues that are just, don't make your heart well, right? So let's say the two of you as friends are just having conflict. Maybe you're not getting along. It's not so much someone who's continuing to violate you as a friend, but more just, um, you know, interpersonal things that we have as people, right? Um, And that's continuing to happen. They're maybe continuing to hurt your feelings. They're continuing to say things or do things against you. You know, how do you forgive them? I think there has to be some dialogue between the two where you let them know this can't continue, right? So you can't continue to have a relationship that's not healthy because what happens then is, is it fractures both of you. It fractures who you are as a person. It fractures who they are as a person. Um, And there's a fine line between just throwing people away when they hurt you I don't think that's wise. Um, And I think we're very quick in this society to just say, that's a toxic person, throw them away. Mm -hmm. I think there are times that we need to, you know, God wants to use people to chisel us and, 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 you know, stay in our lives. But then also we have to know when it's time to set that boundary and say, 
this is not healthy for me. So there's just several kind of questions in your question, which is know your boundaries, know when it's time to, to really allow God to use someone to chisel you. And um, over time, if that person is continuing to hurt you, uh, you know, forgive, forgiveness is going to be continually necessary. So I, I think you have to um, really, really take care of the first couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, not that we shouldn't continue to forgive because obviously it says in the word we should, but it's just, I think there's a core issue there that needs to be dealt with to even see what's going on with the relationship that someone could be continuously allowed to um, have the ability to have need for forgiveness over and over and over again. There's something not healthy there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would look at first. But certainly, I mean, if it continues on, you're going to have to keep forgiving. I mean, that's that's biblical. Um, but but really drill down on what's what that relationship is is doing to have a need to continuously forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different scenarios here, right? But yeah, yeah but figuring out if, if this is something that can, you know, are you being open and honest with that person about how you feel? And if they are continuing to do that afterwards, then maybe it's right. something that needs to be cut off, but then you are still walking in forgiveness or, um, you know, figuring out what that scenario looks like. So that's good. Um, what scriptures come to mind, um, when we're talking about forgiveness? Well, you know, I, of course the Ephesians 432 is, is I think a powerful scripture, you know, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ has forgiven you. I mean, that's, you know, I, 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 that one as a child, I think I, I, my mom had me memorize that verse, but it's, it's some of those core, simple, maybe verses that we've heard a lot, even growing up, they're really, really powerful in their simple theology and their, um, but their depth, I mean, you know, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another. And then the reminder Christ forgave you. I do think, and as we talked at the top of the show, I do think that is the core of it. You know, when we get in this place of, you know, sort of pride saying, you know, I don't want to forgive them. There really is just, I think we've forgotten that, you know, the father is our example and he has forgiven us over and over again. I mean, within a day, I asked Jesus to forgive me of sometimes the same sin, you know, seven times a day. And we as humans get tired of the forgiveness drill over and over and over again. We get tired of people and we're not God. We're not limit. We're not limitless. So we can't be him, but we can emulate his characteristics. And that's kind of the point of that scripture, Matthew 18, 21 and 22. Um, you know, Peter asking, how often do I forgive? give and he's saying you know not seven times 77 times you know it's just the example of you know many many more times than you would want to in other words you know um colossians three thirteen, as the lord forgave you so you forgive that's ex- again you know walk in my example is what he's saying mm-hmm. and 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 really there is no better example than the lord of course in any instance but this is a really good one because um, you know, you think of the jeering crowd as he's being crucified. You, you know, they were the the same ones that were adoring him with palm branches, and now they're spitting at him. They're yelling, "Crucify mm-hmm. him!" I mean, what a 
what an example of just utter forgiveness. And um, as he's as he's hanging on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, it's just his his forgiveness and his love is wild, and it's and it's um, and it's beautiful. And that's what we we learn from. And there's really there's no other human example that we can follow. And so. I do think when we get in this mode, in this mindset of just being really angry and being really um, feeling that justice meter, which I have a huge justice meter, so I get this. Um, when we when we think about God, and that's a that's a really practical thing for the listeners. If you find yourself sort of in this place of being really hard and angry and I don't want to forgive. I mean, that's what that really is, is that is a will inside of you that is dying hard. Our will dies so hard. And so when you're in that place and you feel yourself just tensing up and not wanting to do that, start thinking about God, literally start, you know, write his name on a piece, write the name Jesus on a piece of paper. I know it sounds silly and small, but it's hard to think about Jesus and think about how awesome he is and think about your unforgiveness at the same time. Um, I think, you know, putting on worship music and really kind of diving into who God is and his character, remembering who he is and thinking about how amazing he is. It melts your heart in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that really helps you. It doesn't sound like a forgiveness tactic, tactic, but it is because when you think about how amazing God is, not even in the context of forgiveness, but just who he is, it is very hard to then continue to hold a grudge against someone else. And um, I kind of just use that tactic in my life in general when I'm afraid, when I'm nervous, when I'm worried, when I'm thinking about myself too much and I'm worried about, you know, what does someone else think of me? I literally just go, okay, what about God? What do I love about him? What do, what's a verse that reminds me of his greatness? And that helps take my mind off of me. And really, if you boil down unforgiveness, fear, all of these things that we struggle with, it's really all about thinking about ourselves too much. Mm-hmm. And that self-focus has to die. And when the best way to do that is to think about God. And that's kind of, to me, just, the overarching technique for life. Um, and I use it a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's all, it really all boils down to turning our gaze from ourselves and turning it to God. And when we do that, we can't look away and not see, oh man, okay, I understand now why I can forgive that person, why I can do this, because God did that for me and does it all the time. And um, how can I not see that person, uh, how Jesus does, but we can't do it on our own. Like you said, there's no way that we can truly forgive somebody or see them with, uh, new eyes without the Holy Spirit's help. Um, but again, that takes us looking out from ourselves and from the ways that we feel hurt, uh, things like that and and looking at the person of Jesus and who he is. So yeah, that's good. Okay, I have a few questions for you, Lisa, as we wrap up. One is, what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20-something? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> one thing I wish I knew as a 20-something. I, I wish that I knew how great life would be later on if I stayed with God, right? So 
Um, I think I thought, I don't know. I had lots of dreams like we all do in our twenties. Um, I had lots of thoughts about what it might look like. I don't know that. I I think I thought this is the best it's going to be right. Like my twenties is, is the, is the pinnacle is the culmination. I'm going to look my best. I'm going to feel my best. And, And many of those things are kind of true, but at the same time, I think I didn't, I think I underestimated how amazing forties would be. I think I did not realize what life, even though it has had its storms and I've lived long enough because the longer you live, the more you, it's, it's riskier, right? Cause you have you, like, you have more time to, for things to go wrong. Yeah. I've lived things. I've buried my father things that always scared me like what will what will that be like to bury a parent or what will it be like to raise teens I worried about that will I be able to do it will I be strong enough will I even make it through you know raising little kids I I don't think I'm a very I don't think I'm very good at it my two-year-old is a nightmare right now and screaming and maybe I maybe I won't be good at this you know Mm -hmm. and I think I just wish I would have known that if you really stay with God and you hang on to him, Mm -hmm. life can be amazing. And my life is not perfect. So far from it. I I still have so far to go, but I feel, I feel better in many ways. I feel um, more optimistic. I, I feel, um, I don't know. I love my life now more than I ever have. And I wish in my 20s I would have known how good life would be for me in my 40s. And it really is. Hmm. It really is. So maybe I hope that encourages your listeners that life is probably going to get a whole lot better for a lot of you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Are there any resources you could put in our hands around the topic of forgiveness? I don't know any great books off the top of my head about forgiveness, but I can certainly email you about those. You can put them in your show notes. Um, Yeah. But, but, you know, I really do think even the things that sound like what I said, that kind of practical exercise, Mm -hmm. you know, I do think sometimes we want to read sort of all the books and there are some, I do think some great books on forgiveness, but I really do think it just kind of comes down to simple getting on your knees, asking God to help you. Those are the things, Emma, in my life that have helped me the very most. Mm-hmm. I've wanted the books. I've wanted quicker, you know, or, or kind of these steps that felt like I was doing more. But the only things that have really ever changed my heart towards people or anything have been really just kind of praying with the Lord and asking mm-hmm. him to change me um, and, and consistent over time. It wasn't like a one and done. I didn't, you know, just pray for, especially if it was a really hard situation. It wasn't like I just prayed once. I got up for five minutes and I felt so much better and I wanted to call them and invite them to my house. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, that fervent prayer that it talks about in the Bible, uh, you know, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I mean, that that's really what that means. What that means is like, keep praying, keep talking to God, you know, in, in my book, five word prayers, I talk about that prayer is not about word count. It's about heart intent. It's not about coming to God with these grandiose prayers. And not not to say that two-hour prayer sessions are not amazing. I mean, I think that would change a lot of us if we would pray 
longer. You know, we, we have spiritual ADD. We don't want to pray very long. Well, all I'm saying is sometimes all we have is our very simple words. And actually in my book, five word prayers, I do have a couple prayers about forgiveness. I have help me to forgive others. Is that five words? Help me to forgive others. Yeah, that's five <laughs> words, by the way. Um, help me forgive others and help me to forgive myself. Those are two prayers I have in the book, Five Word Prayers, because it's really important. Um, those are two different things. And a lot of us struggle to forgive ourselves more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to forgive others. So those are two different things. So that's a resource that I would encourage for your for your listeners. Yeah. Five Word would be a great um, resource for your for your listeners, and it does have a couple of prayers on forgiveness. Uh, so I, I just think that it's it's really important to continue to just seek the Lord in this and um, continue to seek Him until do it until do it until you feel little uh, lightnings in your spirit, a little you you feel a little bit better, you feel a little bit of movement. That's when you know that you're making some headway there. And um, until you feel that headway, keep getting on your knees, keep yeah. praying. And even after, I mean, it's not, you'll still need it, but uh, God will work in your heart because he's promised to do that. Yeah, that's good. It's a lot of times we can get really wrapped up in the, well, what book can I read? What, you know, step by yeah. step, but really why would we not just turn to the the God who has all the power to heal us, uh, our hearts? <laughs> Exactly. You know, yeah, we talk, you know, we want to we want to talk to our friends about the situations, and and that's that's fine and that's great. And I do think we should go to counseling many times. I mean, uh, and counseling can be expensive and it can be hard to find. So I, I I really honor that too. But I do think at the end of the day, he's the all wise counselor, so we seek him first. Okay, last question: What is refreshing you these days, Lisa? Oh, man. I'm always refreshed by uh, bubble baths. I love to take a bubble bath. I'm like the most ancient person in the world. I'm like the only person I think in the world that still likes a bubble bath. But I really, really do. That is like my Zen time. Um, I I do the candles. I do everything. It's like my – yeah. Um, I love the new Elevation Worship Mm. EP. I love it. It's That's bringing me life right now. Yeah. you know, family time really does. I know that sounds generic, but for me, my family is so life giving to me. And so, and because of where I am in my season of life and it's, you know, people are now leaving some in my family cause they're going off to college and all those things to have the party of five together and to go eat meals. We like to kind of explore our town and we, we live in a foodie foodie town. And so I like to, we like to eat mm-hmm. and we like to go to new places. So something that's life giving to me is we just kind of pick a new place and we, we just go eat and see what the food is. And so that's really life giving to me um, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so those, those are things that I love. Yes. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. I so appreciate you coming on today. And uh, I think those are okay. some really good nuggets of truth for us. Um uh, on forgiveness. So thank you for coming on, Lisa. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that, that we we did it. We did uh, it. Been, just know that, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I get it. And I, um, I, I hope that in, in some way that my online space can be, you know, a, a bit of a mentorship for, for your 20 something listeners, because I really want to pour in there. And even though we're in different places and scattered, it's, it's really something that I, 
want to provide um, for women that are a little bit younger than me. So, yeah. That's great. I'll be sure to uh, link you on Instagram and all of your things in the show notes so you guys can check out Lisa <laughs> and all of, all of the awesome things that she's doing. So, thank you, Lisa, so much. Thanks, Anthony. Thank yeah. you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lisa today. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram for noteworthy quotes and other resources that we talk about on the podcast. Thanks for listening in and stay fresh, my people.